Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sports Otaku. I'm your host, Mason Fullerton. And uh, once again, guys, as you probably could tell, I took another break. And uh, I apologize for that. You know, kind of me putting out an episode back in January, like like the second or first day of January, after another pretty long break, saying that I'm back and then I'm going to do the podcast. And then I just stopped and haven't done it until now. And I do apologize for that. And I really do appreciate all of you that have been listening since day one. You guys, you know, you mean the world to me. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I uh, posted on my story and stuff. So, yeah, um, I once again kind of was just thinking whether I should still do it or not. Like I said last time, kind of the same stuff. And if you didn't watch the last podcast episode, I'd recommend doing it. So you kind of get a more in-depth view of why I stopped doing it for the first time and why I. Uh, took so long to come back, and I am back, guys. I really did decide, and I think I'm gonna, you know, get back on the br- the grind. Sorry, the grind with uh, the podcast and uploading new episodes every Thursday. All right, so every Thursday is so when I'm gonna upload. I decided two days a week is just too hectic for me, um, and yeah. So every Thursday, new episode is, and today is that new episode. So I'm not really gonna like. It's kind of be a mixed mashed episode episode, sorry. And I say this because let's see, the last time I made an episode I did not really talk about anything, just kind of why I'm back. But the last last time I actually talked about sports, Philly sports mainly, was in August and that was just really the Sixers. And so now I am back when let's see, the Phillies are pl- the Philly season is on. Eagles just got done their draft, which I love. Uh, I love the NFL draft this year and every year. Uh, so the Eagles draft just got done. Sixers are going into the playoffs pretty soon. And I'm not really a big Flyers guy, so sorry to all you guys who are uh, pretty big Flyers people. I'm trying to get into them, I promise. But it's, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest hockey guy, but I still love the Flyers. And, yeah, I mean, that's about it. So I mainly – I don't know. I mainly, I, when I wasn't doing it, like December about to, I'd say March-ish, I was, pretty, I was watching six of them almost every game or missed a game and then watched part of the other one. Recently, I haven't been watching as much because, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, the Sixers, I know they made it to the playoffs. I feel like I've watched them make it to the playoffs. There's no need to watch every single day. But at the same time, I do think I should be watching more just to see what I think, obviously, you know, get a more in-depth view of how I feel and see how uh, they're playing. And so, yeah, I, that's what I've been doing with the Sixers. You know, I'm a main, my main team's mainly Sixers, but I'm also a very big Eagles fan, so it's kind of mixed with them. Big football fan, big basketball fan. And I'm going to talk a little about the Eagles draft today. So, yeah, that, that's really what I'm going to talk about. I am a Phillies fan. I do not know that much about baseball, but I do like the Phillies. So you might hear me occasionally uh, talk about them on this. So, yeah, that, that's mainly what's going to be happening for the next uh, good era of the podcast until, like, you know, the NFL season starts, NBA draft. You know, like, we're just kind of going to have to go how, it, uh, how the sports seasons go. So just a reminder, uh, big Philly sports uh, guy uh, over here in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Love the Sixers, love the Eagles, love the Phillies. I mean, I like I love every Philly team, but if you if you guys forgot, I'm more of Eagles and Sixers fan. I do like the Phillies, like I said, I just don't like talking about them as much because I do not know as much. 
And yeah, so, and also, like I said, Flyers not really good with, and I don't really watch soccer, but, you know, I'm always going to support the Philly teams. So yeah, that's basically just kind of like a recap and just letting you guys know what I have been doing over this long break. So yeah, this is probably going to be a little bit more of a longer podcast because I have a lot to coverage and it's not just me cover and it's not just me saying that I'm back this time. I'm actually going to talk about stuff. So I'm uh, a lot of stuff going on. So let's start off with the basics. Uh, Sixers, uh, they clinched the playoffs, obviously. Uh, you know, they posted about it a couple days ago. And obviously, I was ha- I'm was very happy to see that. They've made the playoffs. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure their first playoff appearance since when I was watching was 2018. So 2018, they made it 2019, 2020, and they make it 2020. So if I'm correct, a four-year straight in the playoffs and to me, just making it to the playoffs is a big accomplishment. You know, you could lose in the first round to me, and I'd still be happy that my team made it. And obviously, I wouldn't be the happiest person if we lost right away. But at the same time, I'm just happy. You know, the Sixers, I've seen very big difference since all the changes to them. Obviously, a big one getting Doc Rivers. And, I mean, our roster has kind of stayed the same a little bit besides getting Seth Curry and Danny Green. I mean, we, you know, we still have Teats. We have Shake. We still have Shake. We still have uh, Tobias. We still have Simmons. You still have Embiid. All that good stuff. So, really just two big changes in my view. You know, we got George Hill a couple of uh, weeks ago. And, yeah, I mean, I think the Doc Rivers was a very big impact on the season. I think he really evolved Tobias Harris as a player because he had that connection with him when they were on the Clippers. Because, you know, Tobias Harris before the Sixers was on the Los Angeles Clippers, for anybody who doesn't know. And I didn't really, like, I knew Tobias Harris was, you know, not like a Steph Curry, but I knew he was, like, a good player, and I thought it was a good pickup at the time. And if you guys remember, I wasn't the biggest Tobias Harris fan. But let me tell you guys something. I have really grew to this guy. I am very impressed with the way he comes up the court. I mean, he doesn't. Not come up the court. I shouldn't say that. But the way he can go in clutch moments. He is, to me, he is a pretty clutch player. And, I mean, the one game against the Lakers was insane. I was so excited when I saw that. And I was so nervous because, like usual, the Sixers gave up, I think, about 11 points in about a minute. So, yeah. Uh, I was very happy with that. I do – I've definitely grown to Tobias. I still think he's a little overpaid. But, I, I mean, I'm going to give him a lot of credit to this guy. I mean, he, the way he has evolved this whole season, and I know I keep saying this, but it's just hard to describe how, like, I mean, he can just, I mean, when he does that little step back of his, I, mean, I know that's going in. I can tell. Like, I, obviously, I don't know if it is, but, I've, I, you know, I can just have that feeling that it is. And I'm very um, happy that, that he has grown so much. And, I, like I said, I do think Doc Rivers has a lot to do with that. And, you know, maybe he just had a rough start on the Sixers. You know, it's different. In my opinion, I you know, I'm not an NBA player, obviously. But I feel like it isn't easy switching the teams. And maybe it was just not easy for Tobias. But he, in my opinion, I'm a big uh, Tobias Harris fan now. Not like a huge Tobias Harris fan, but I st- I, I used to, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I used to hate him pretty much. I did not think he was worth any of the money that we spent for him. And like I said, I do still think he's a little overpaid. But I'm still very happy with him. So, yeah, that's my view of the Sixers kind of – I mean, no, I'm going to go into a little bit more, actually. So, yeah, Tobias Harris, very happy with. Let's see. Simmons, I mean, it's still, like, hot and cold with Simmons. I feel like, my opinion, 
one of the best defenders in the league, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me with that. I think he has a really good chance of winning Defensive Player of the Year. That might be a stretch to some, but I personally do. I mean, currently I say defense is the only attribute that he has. I mean, I, I Simmons, I feel like, has died down a lot when it comes to offense, and it's a little upsetting. I mean, he used to be monstrous, you know. He could slam it. I think one game years back he had, like, I don't know if it was the flu. He was sick. I don't think he had the flu, but he was sick and playing. And he could still dunk it, you know. I think his his offense died down a lot, which, you know, it's a little upsetting. And, you know, I'm not that person. I would love if Simmons could shoot. But at the same time, there is plenty of players, and I've said this so many times in this league, that can't shoot but still have other good features to them. And Simmons, the defense that he has is exactly what we need because this Sixers team, trust me, can give up points so easily. And I'm sure most of you know that, but I'm just going over it for the people who don't know as much about, you know, like the Sixers and all that. And they were trying to learn or just listen to listen. So that is what I think about Simmons. Like, I don't know really where it is. It's, he's such a hot and cold player recently. But, I'm, I mean, I'm always happy with this defense. The Sixers team needs defense, and they have a involved pretty well as defensively. So, yeah. So Simmons, that I mean Embiid, I still I never really changed my view. I mean this season to me with Embiid has been a very good season. I mean he's averaging. I'm pretty sure like I'm gonna check this now because I don't know really off the top of my head averages, but I'm pretty sure it's over thirty. Hold on, give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. Average. I know you may be like, why are you looking up? I'm just you know I don't really like I don't remember points per game, like, in the snap of my head. So I just want to get it so I can look at it for you guys and me, myself, because I'm trying to learn also. All right, I just missed it. He averages, I, if this is correct, yes, this is, 29.1 points per game, 10.8 rebounds, 2.9 assists. So, uh, yes, I did get this off the internet. Sorry if that uh, disappoints anybody, but I don't know it off the top of my head. So, and that... If anybody wants to know, this is off ESPN.com. So, yeah, Joel Embiid, in my opinion, having a monster, I wouldn't say monstrous, but pretty good season. He had that one injury. I don't even remember what it is. I'm sorry, but not that long ago. I think it was a sprain. I don't know, but I'm sure who all my Sixers fans out there know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, he uh, he had an injury. He, he came back pretty good for me. He got, like, 32 right in the game that he came back from that. And I was a little nervous for some reason that he wouldn't be as good because um, you never know with Embiid, too. But this season, I'm very happy. I always love Embiid, big Embiid fan, probably one of my favorite players currently and of all time. Uh, Allen Iverson, that top for me when it comes to basketball. But, yeah. So, that's Embiid. I'm just going to kind of put Curry and Danny Seth and uh, Danny Green in a package because, I don't know. So, Seth, I feel like, beginning of the season, honestly, he was playing amazing. I'm not even going to lie. I, I really like the way Seth is. Pretty good spot-up shooter to me. Then he got COVID, and, you know, the whole Sixers team a while back had a, most, a good amount of COVID, and uh, that was a pretty bad time for the Sixers, you know. Not even just playing wise, like I felt like they weren't playing as good, but just COVID in general, you know, it's not, it's a little scary, you know, when uh, your team gets COVID, stuff like that. And, you know, you just hope that the players are okay. And uh, Curry is okay, obviously. Everybody who had it, I'm sure, is uh, pretty good now. 
And Curry, I feel like, like I said, amazing start. He's a perfect spot. I think he fits the team well. But he has died down tremendously for some reason. Like I I was saying, I really watched a lot in the beginning, which got them up to the spot, and I kind of died down on watching, which I'm trying to get back to watching more. Um, And when I was watching, which I'm going to consider the more beginning of the season, he was, like I said, he was playing very well. And then after COVID, it just seemed like COVID took uh, his spot up and three away. Yes, he can still make on occasion, but in my opinion, not as good as he was. So, yeah, that, that is kind of what I think about Curry. And then I'm just going to do it quickly to Danny Green. Danny Green, uh, you know, there's a whole, you know, he got the rings from people, stuff like that. And yes, I, you know, that, that is all true, how he uh, has a lot of rings. But I'm just putting that for a side when I'm going to talk, like, you know, pretty serious about the Sixers for just, like, this one second. Not one second, but, you know, like a minute. Danny Green, I'm I'm sorry. I do not like Danny Green. Um, on Toronto, to me, he was amazing. I mean, I'm not going to say amazing, but he is much better than he is now to me. And no hate to Danny. No hate to anybody that I talk about. I love the Sixers, and you guys all know that. But I just feel that Danny Green, he can hit corner threes on occasion. And it's mainly the only place that he really shoots a three. But half the time, he doesn't make it. No offense. And, like, on defense, I feel like there's nothing much he, know, he does. He's not, like, a star defensive player, nothing like that. He's just, like, a basic defensive player like most. And I don't know. I just really don't like Danny Green as much. And, like, that's kind of how I feel about Curry right now. It's not like I don't like – I mean, I love every anybody that's on the Sixers. But I, there's a point in life where you have to be honest about somebody, even if you like them or not. And personally, Danny Green, I'm not even going to say it's a waste of money. I'm just going to say that he doesn't really help. That's all. That's that's mainly my main point for uh, him. And so I have a big, like, I've seen so many posts about it that I can honestly completely agree with. About Matisse, obviously this is a big one. Matisse Thibel starting and how Shake Milton is starting currently over Matisse Thibel. Now, Matisse Thibel, to me, is an amazing defensive player. And anybody who watches the Sixers and knows Matisse can agree with that. I think, to me, I wasn't as happy when I was watching him because he cannot shoot or really play any offense in general. But let me tell you, I have seen, even if I turn the game on for a couple minutes, I can see Matisse He'll hit a three, and that that's really good. Because let me tell you, Matisse Stiebel has an amazing defense, right? And as long as you have, to me, if you have one really good attribute, that's all that matters. But if Matisse Stiebel can get his three up, that would be that just be like a cherry on the top, a cherry on top. You know what I mean? Like that would just be great if Matisse Stiebel could start shooting and still play the defense that he is. Not even just shooting, just doing a little bit more on the offense. I love T, so I really do. And Shake Milton, oh my gosh, there's a lot to talk about Shake because when I first started this, I probably was the person who hated Shake Milton the most. And I'm I'm not even going to say hate, but I'm sure most people thought I did. I never hated him. I just thought, why are we starting this guy, Shake Milton? And to me, Shake Milton has also evolved a lot, like Tobias Harris. I feel Shake is also sort of a, I'd say he's a spot up, yeah. I think he can, you know, dribble up the court and pop a three real quick or just pop, like, a mid-range. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Shake is good for that, but there's a lot of controversy on whether 
Matisse should be starting over Shake. And I like I said, I love Matisse. Probably one of my favorite Sixers players on the team. But like I feel like the Sixers, like when you first start a game, your main goal is to score, right? I mean, obviously you want to play defense, but a lot more teams think about scoring, right? Like you're like, oh, I just want to score the ball and then start playing some defense, right? And the only issue I have with Matisse is he is not the biggest offensive player. And I said, like I like I literally just said like a minute or two ago, I do feel that uh not Matisse. Matisse, yes, Matisse Thibel, he is starting to get some offense in him. He's starting to get the uh, blood pumping with offense. And that is amazing, honestly. That is uh, very good because, it, like I said, it would be amazing if he could get a, a little bit more offense. Um, and, yeah, so I personally I think Shake maybe should be starting because I just feel like Shake Milton, you know, like I said, he's also kind of died down. But he still can shoot threes on occasion. You know, my boy Sniper Shake. I like to call him that because that's his username on, I think, Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, I I love Sniper Shake. I say, like, when he makes a three, I go Sniper Shake. Yeah, I know. I'm so cool, right? Yeah, I know. That was probably cringy. But we'll move on from that. So, anyway, yeah. So, Shake Milton, I feel like, is a good person to start games off. I would not say you leave him in for a long time. But just to get, like, the whole – everybody's, like, the the juice is running, start to get scoring some points, get on that, like, groove, right? You know what I mean? Then you could put in Matisse. Matisse has been getting a lot of play time, which I love seeing him out there. But let me tell you somebody who I would also like to see a little bit more. My boy Tyrese Maxey, or me and my friend call him Ty-Ty. Well, I came up with that, but that doesn't matter. So Tyrese Maxey, I feel, you know, is a very good fit for the Sixers. I think that, I mean, this guy can make so many contested layups, and he's not even that tall, you know? Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky, right? Everybody I know doesn't, everybody, every Sixers fan I ask never tells me that they hate him. But me personally, I I love the guy. And I'm not like, oh, my gosh, never trade Tyrese Maxey. No, that I mean, I'm, I'm not like that when it comes to him. But I feel that he fits the Sixers so well because he can – Tyrese Maxey, I can feel like – I can't – I don't know. There's nobody I can think of to compare him to. Like, you know, I could give a reference so somebody can get an idea how I'm trying to describe it. But, like, I don't know. He's just good, like, putting in if it's a more, like, chilled back game. But he can also score. Trust me. He, like I said, he can make contested layoffs, he can make threes on occasion, and he knows how to draw fouls. And most of the time, he makes those foul shots. So personally, I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he was an amazing pick, and I'm very happy with uh, Tyrese. So yeah, that's really my view on the Sixers. Um, I mean, I could talk about Furkan Korkmaz, but there's nothing I really feel like I should talk. I mean, I'll get into it for a little bit, because I still need to talk about the Eagles. Um. Furkan Korkmaz, I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm not going to lie, I loved Korkmaz in the beginning. I was like, why would you ever trade Korkmaz? And here's the only reason why I, would, I said that. Because the Sixers, as everybody who watches them know, he, we give up leads. Doesn't matter if we have a 20 lead, 30 lead, maybe even 40 lead at some point, which we know most, we, we never really have a 40 point lead, okay? I'm just exaggerating. But I, I feel like we would give it up even at a 40-point lead. It's just – that is the Sixers' really big issue, which I think is going to be a big factor in the playoffs. Between Embiid, hopefully being we, – we need everybody to be healthy because it is most likely going to come to down to 
the Nets versus Sixers to go into the finals. And to beat the Brooklyn Nets, we need to have everybody on that roster. You know what I'm saying? We need to have everybody on that roster. Healthy. And I know that is a lot to ask. And it might not happen, you know? But that we need Embiid. We need Simmons to keep playing the defense, whether he plays offense or not. We need Curry to get back in his groove. You know, I don't know what happened. Maybe COVID really did take his uh, spot up away. I'm just kidding. I'm playing. Um, I love you. I love Curry. I do. But I'm just saying, we need Curry to get back to the way he is. We need, um, we need Danny Green to start hitting some corner threes. And honestly, I just need Matisse, Matisse to keep playing the way he is. I feel like Matisse, I lo- as long as he's playing that defense, it's okay if he doesn't score. In my views. In my uh, view, and Shake Milton, I think I I need I think he needs to start stepping up his game a little bit. I think he got a little too relaxed, maybe. And like I said, no hate to anybody. I love the Sixers. Everybody knows that. So I mean, that's really how I think about the playoffs. Everybody needs to be uh, healthy. Hopefully, we need a healthy Embiid, especially. And yeah, that that's really my view on the Sixers. I'll get more into it the closer it gets, but uh, I have to wrap it up soon. So let's get into the Eagles for a little bit. So the Philadelphia Eagles, my very close team that I love, like very, very close to the Sixers. With the first pick of the 2021 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devontae Smith. I was honestly very happy with that pick. The the Eagles, even though Devontae Smith might be a very little guy, and is not one of those big, you know, tough wide receivers like we used to have. Like, when I say used to have, I mean, like, Alshon Jeffrey when he played in the Super Bowl season. Like, Alshon Jeffrey, huge guy. But just because this Devontae, just because Devontae Smith is small does not mean anything. We had, look at the Sean Jackson, you know, look at, look at him, for example. In my opinion, one of the Eagles' best wide receivers of all time. Maybe even the best wide receiver of all time. So to me, Devontae Smith was an amazing pick. We need wide receivers. I, you know, obviously I would have rather had Justin Jefferson over Jalen Rieger, but you know what? You gotta um, accept what you have. So I'm gonna, I've, I've accepted Jalen Rieger a long time ago, and personally, I like him. I think he's good. I think he's, you know, I don't think he's terrible. So I think we need wide receivers, whether you have Jalen Rieger or not, because we have. You know, not the strong, like, I, in my view, the Philadelphia Eagles, this franchise is a rebuilding franchise this season. And I don't really get, it's so confusing with what they did over the offseason. A little, not really, but like a little bit. I mean, they traded the sixth for, you know, a couple picks next year. Uh, I think, you know, some first round picks. Personally, I think that was a good idea. At first, I was like, why would they ever do that? And I'm like, all right, let me take a notch back. To me, Howie did a good job recently, and I'm not the biggest Howie Roseman fan, but recently I think Howie has done a very good job. And I'm happy with those that we have that potential, so much potential in the next draft because I, lo- I like Jalen Hurts. I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. Would I rather have Wentz over Jalen Hurts? Yes. I, I love Wentz. Probably one of my favorite athletes of all time. I do love Wentz. So I was a little upset about that. Not even a little. I was very upset with that. But, you know, I, I got to move on from 
it's just hard because I grew up watching once. You know what I'm saying? That's who I learned how to watch the Eagles. That's who I watched when I started watching the Eagles. I know that probably sounds very confusing. But you know what I'm saying? When I first started watching the Eagles, that's who I'll remember. So once you're always in my heart, I might even buy Indiana, not Pacers. I'm sorry. Um, I might even buy a Colts jersey uh, for once one day. Let me tell you, he looks good in blue. But that's not the point. So <laughs> I like Jalen Hurts. You know, we got Joe Flacco. I think that was also a good pickup. We, You know, he's a good, I, I'm going to say probably veteran. You know, he's obviously older. He's one of the older ones. I think he's a good second because maybe if Hurts isn't doing so good, you could see how, you know, he does. You know what I'm saying? We need a third string, but that's fine. You can always get a third string anywhere. Um, maybe they should draft one, but it's whatever, honestly. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can get one anytime. Third string isn't, like, a star. And, you know, somebody told me that, you know, third strings, it basically means your team is probably not going to do so well if you're already on your third string. So, yeah. That's really how I view the whole Devontae Smith because – oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I just completely skipped. I'm talking about um, Jalen Hurts, right. I, I like Jalen Hurts. There's a couple things, though. When he started, you got to remember, Jalen Hurts came into this Eagles team. He had a couple uh, little um, times where he'd run in, you know, once gets a break. And in those little times, he did prove himself. I won't lie, he did. But if I'm, not, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think that he has – pretty good potential and I'm sure there's some who agree and disagree nobody is like on like it's so divided with Philly on Hurts and I think that you give him a chance you see how he starts the season and then if he doesn't do bad I this may sound very stupid to some but I know there's some people who listen to this that will understand what I'm saying if he does not do so good you just kind of like bomb the season and you just pick up a quarterback in the draft so, you know, that's kind of how I view it. It may sound like a very boring season, but if you want the Eagles to get any better, you don't try it. Like, think about it. If we're doing bad, if Hurts is doing bad and Flacco really isn't doing anything and we're just going to keep trying to win and let's say we do win a couple, but we're not even in, like, top 10, and you can still get a quarterback in the first round that isn't terrible, whether it's top 20. You know what I'm saying? But if you're looking for a franchise quarterback and Hurts isn't it, you need to get somewhere in the top 10 at last tw- top 20, in my opinion. So that's really how I view Hurts. I mean, I'm I'm going to go over the second pick. I'm not really going to go through all the picks. I'm just going to kind of say the positions because I'm not really, like, the best when it comes to uh, the draft, but I've watched a good amount of picks. So we got a defensive end. I think that was uh, pretty good. Uh, we definitely need some defense, whether it's anywhere on there. We got a cornerback, Z. Sorry if I say this wrong. Zach McParson. I'm I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. Cornerback from Texas Tech. That was, in my opinion, a pretty good pick. And I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to try to wrap this up soon. We got a running back. Interesting, but I'll take it, you know. And we got Marlon. I don't know how to say it. I'm so sorry. It was the, it was the uh, in round six, uh, defensive tackle from USC. I, th- I didn't think that was bad. Uh, I'm going to kind of skip over some of these. Then we got Jacoby Stevens. Very happy with that. We need safeties. We got rid of uh, Jalen Mills. We definitely need safeties. So happy with uh, Jacoby Stevens from LSU, if I can pronounce. Then we got a defensive end. So, yeah, we got a decent amount of defense. But with the second pick, 
we got Landon Dickerson. Look, I know uh, he doesn't have much left in him, so I am pretty happy with that pick. But I would have rather had, I cannot think of his name, and I can never pronounce it. There was a linebacker, which we definitely need linebackers as much as we need safeties and cornerbacks, from uh, Notre Dame, who was ranked number one in the second round, who honestly sat there for a good amount of time, probably questioning, whose hat will I even put on? And I, I had a feeling he'd put somebody's hat on. I didn't think he'd go undrafted because who would? I mean, he, has, he had a lot of potential, I know, because I was watching some of the highlights. Um, so I, I personally maybe would have had them, him because we could have gotten somebody to replace Kelsey anytime. And also Landon Dickerson, he, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, he's not, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he, he had an ACL, like, you know, he's had a lot of injury issues and that's what scares me, especially when you're an O-line. So that is, uh, really going to wrap things up. Uh, I only have a certain amount of time I can do. We're almost at that 30-minute uh, mark. So, yeah, that is my view with the Eagles, Sixers. Uh, I'll, I'll get more into the Phillies a little bit later. I'm not – like I said, I'm a big baseball fan. Do not get me wrong, but I do not know much about baseball. Like, I really only know anything about the Phillies. So, yeah, Sixers, playoffs coming up. Eagles, pretty happy with the draft. And, uh, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm pretty happy to be back, guys. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely – so, remember, every Thursday upload. Uh, every Thursday there will be an episode if something goes wrong. Go follow me on Instagram, sportso underscore taco, and you will find out because that is where I post every time if something – if I'm not going to upload, like, got, you know, if I'm sick or something, or I just can't upload that day. That is where I go. Uh, I'm back on the – I'm get, trying to get back on the grind, guys, and I'll catch you guys next.